0: Houston Dynamo, Portland Timbers, Sporting Kansas, Kansas City, Los Angeles Galaxy, Pitch Pass, This is your Toronto FC, Salt Lake, this is my red, white, Chicago Fire, this is my to you. Columbus Crew, FC, New York Red Bulls. Pitch Pass,
1: your all-access credential to the people that matter in
0: MLS. Here's your host, Greg Roach. Hello, and welcome to another Pitch Pass. Thank you so much for joining us, and thank you so much for spreading the word about the show. And if you didn't spread the word about the show, don't just nod along as if I'm paying you a compliment. I'm actually kind of planting a seed for you to spread the word about the show, however you have it. You can do it through Twitter or Facebook. We're available there and there. We're even available on Google+. Exactly. That's how committed we are to spreading the word about the show through social networking, and we can really use your help in doing it. If you downloaded through iTunes, thank you very much for subscribing. And now, uh, rate the show. Whatever you feel like it deserves, just give us a rating. And if you could rank the show or, or write up a review of the show, that'd be even better. We're going to go all Ohio for today's edition of Pitch Pass. But first, let me remind you to go to PitchPass.com. Sebastian Salazar a little bit angry or has got a little bit of a beef with MLS because of last weekend's uh, Goal of the Week competition. Um, Adam Moffat, not not actually up for an award in Sebastian States' case with video and the written word at PitchPass.com, so check that out. Like I said, it's an all-Ohio edition of PitchPass without anybody from Columbus Crew on. I know, interesting. Darlington Nagby, the Cleveland native by way of Akron and now Portland Timber, will join us later in the show, but first... The reigning Player of the Week in MLS, due to his two goals against DC United over the weekend, and Ohio native Chris Rolfe joins us. Chris, I, I've never talked to a Player of the Week winner, so I guess my first question is: Do you get something? Is there some sort of prize that comes along with that honor?
2: Oh uh, yeah, I got some. I got some dessert cakes from the uh, staff today. Uh, so. so
0: the, the staff <laughs> chipped in and got you something. <laughs> You know, Mariano Rivera got a, got himself a nice car when he won uh, the All-Star Game MVP.
2: <laughs> yeah, I got a, I got a couple of pats on the back some handshakes, <laughs> which, is, which is enough.
0: And, uh, you know, I think I'm going to go a different way, because I'm sure a lot of people have asked you about your goals uh, over the weekend versus DC United, but there's one thing that I kind of was curious about. Did you know Jeff Laurentiewicz
2: was that fast? No, I didn't. I didn't know he had that in him. <laughs>
0: he's got he's got uh, some top end speed that, that makes you go. You know what? I don't miss Dominic Odor as much as I thought I did.
2: <laughs> yeah, what a great play by Jeff. You know, we're we're happy to have him here, and and that was a a great individual effort for sure.
0: Yeah, it's a hustle play for sure. But you also like I don't know how what you're thinking as you're on the field, but I, I'm thinking to myself, there's no way he gets past Woolard, and then not only does he do that, he actually blows past him and then puts a little move on him. It was very nice. Is he been bragging about that at practice this week?
2: Uh, no, he, he hasn't said much. You, you can tell he's carrying his head a little bit high. You know?
0: <laughs> I have to thank you, Chris. Um, you, you're The last thing that you tweeted out was a link for Tumblr, which I have never actually been to. So uh, to to look at the link, I thought I had to sign up for Tumblr because in the link it says football porn. So I'm like, all right, I'll check it out. It's got two of my favorite words in there. And um, the link goes to nothing. So now I feel like I sign up for Tumblr for nothing now. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I don't know what happened with that. It was, it was a, a short clip of Justin Mapp uh, against SC Dallas. You put a move on a guy, and, and the guy fell over. And uh, you know, it was a great little, a great little clip. I'm, I'm disappointed that y'all can't access, yeah, access what, it. Yeah,
0: what do you think? What happened to it?
2: I have no idea. I, look, I, I don't know much about technology. <laughs> I just got it sent to me, and I put it up on Twitter, so maybe I messed it up.
0: I have to think that because Chris Rolfe sent it out, it, uh, so many people went there. It just it, it crashed the Tumblr server.
2: Yeah, let's go with
0: that story. That's a good story. <laughs> now, was this was this current Justin Map or long flowing locks of yesteryear Justin Map? <laughs> this is
2: current Justin Map. Okay, all
0: right, all right. Just check it. Um, and I, I want to ask you, you, you guys, uh, Chicago made a, a big signing today. I, I kind of want to ask you your thoughts on it. And I guess the first thing I would like to know from you, Chris, is how do you pronounce his last name?
2: Uh, to be honest, <laughs> I haven't I haven't seen or heard his last name yet. So. Okay, you really you sure.
0: you do know that you signed a new young designated player, though, correct?
2: I, I did find that out. Yeah.
0: Okay. So, have you has he been in training yet? Was there any trial, or was it just a he signed? He'll be here whenever, and uh, away we go.
2: Uh, yeah. He, I the first I saw him with, was today, and he was uh, he was doing some fitness work um, while we were training. So I think he's just getting himself ready for uh, for games.
0: And I've seen some things from, from fire bloggers and, and writers who have kind of asked or at least hoped that uh, he would be worked in slowly and not just thrown to the wolves. I, 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 in my mind, I look at the fire setup, and I think to myself, he doesn't need to be thrown into the wolves because you guys are kind of firing on some, on some good cylinders as it is.
2: Yeah, well, yeah, thanks for that. I, I think that, you know, we're, we're playing pretty well right now, especially going forward. Our attack has started to click. And, uh, you know, we're scoring goals. I think over the last eight games, we scored over an average over two goals a game. So um, that's uh, an area that I think we're doing pretty well in. So, you know, he might not be called upon right away, but I'm sure when he does, he'll be able to help us.
0: You were in this situation last year um, as the person who was coming in as reinforcements and I'd love to get your perspective um, being where you were last year coming and reintegrating yourself into this team. And this year, as a guy who, you know, we kind of just established, you guys are, are rolling along pretty well. And then here comes a young designated player in, much like you, a, a big name signing that people are going to expect to walk in and start banging in goals. What are your thoughts as as you are in the setup, as they as they bring in somebody else?
2: Um, you know, I think it's it's just a part of the, the industry. And, you know, I think, um, for whatever reason, uh, the people in charge decided to, to bring in this, uh, this Ford, who's supposedly a, a very good guy, should be a great addition to the team. And, um, you know, I think we brought in Mike, who was also a, 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 big addition and he's done a great job for us. I think since he's gotten here, our offense has really started to, to move better. And, and as a team, we've, we've gained confidence through that. So, um, you know, you have to be careful when you're when you start tweaking lineups and, and adding in players and, and removing players because there is a dynamic in and in a team chemistry that that's formed over time and it's uh it's possible to disrupt that. Um, I'm not saying that's going to be the case here, but I just you know that's something to keep in mind that um, it's it's a very fragile um, dynamic.
0: Yeah, and forgive me for trying to read between the lines a little bit, but I'm, I'm the next question is a direct follow-up to that, and I'm going to try to ask you to stay away from the, the the player line, of course. But do you guys think right now? Do you do you need more offense?
2: Uh, you know, we we look around the locker room and, and we have a lot of very good attacking players. Um, you know, guys that guys that we believe in, and and guys that can come off the bench and help us, and. Um, you know, that's, uh, that, that's that's my point of view, and, and I don't know if others see it differently, but, um, you know, like I said earlier, it, it it can always help to bring in a, a guy that's going to be good and make things competitive.
0: Will, it's always from the outside looking in to say competition for places is not a bad thing, but what about on the inside of the locker room? Is competition for places a good thing?
2: Uh, yeah, I, I would say it is. Um Again, there's a dynamic there that I spoke about earlier. That's you know that's intangible that you can't really feel out until you make a decision, and then and then you kind of have to look back and and, and kind of assess um, the changes that were made. But um, in terms of training and uh, battling for spots, uh, competition is huge for us um, with what we do, and and it keeps everybody on their toes, and and can make players better.
0: What does this mean for you? And I asked that question with the thought in mind again, just reading up on on fire blogs and and guys who cover the fire day in day out. One of the things was, well, it'll be real easy. uh, Chris Rolfe can drop back into the midfield. And I know that you're up for anything that you can do to help the team. But where would you prefer to play? And where do you prefer to play? And what do you think this signing means to where you will be deployed on the pitch?
2: Uh, yeah, I mean, I I really don't have any idea what direction we're going to go with this. Um, but you know, as cliche as it sounds, you know, wherever I can help the team is is where I want to play. As long as I'm a part of a a good club and a good organization, I'm happy with just being uh, you know doing my role. So um, of course, I I I do prefer to be a forward. I prefer to play up top. I think the last few games have hopefully shown that, where I'm beginning to feel more comfortable playing forward again. But um, I also think I can be uh, helpful out wide, and you know that, that's also another very competitive area that we have with Joel Lynn Pair, Patrick Nyarko, Dilly Duca, um, and we also have some younger guys that haven't seen much uh, much time this year that are very talented that that are all fighting for those positions.
0: Do you are you impressed that you and I were able to get through this segment without mentioning his name once? Who's that? The, the new signing that we don't oh.
2: know how to pronounce his last name. <laughs> <laughs> We're
0: we're very, we're very yeah. impressive, Look,
2: Chris. We're very yeah, we we we're doing, we're doing very well right now. <laughs> mystery signing.
0: I do want to ask you about a couple of the guys um that are already on the team and and I specifically Dilly Duca, who was a I don't want to say disappointing in Columbus but was a little bit erratic and a, a little bit uh inconsistent in his play and it feels like in the last few matches and I don't know if 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 it's the addition of Mike McGee or just being comfortable in the in the fire setup finally that he, he's really bringing some sort of, of a different dynamic to the to the attack and, and uh, something that a lot of other teams in the league don't have. What do you attribute the, the blossoming of Dilly Duca to?
2: Yeah, I think it just took a little bit of time for him to uh, to come into a new environment and kind of uh, feel everybody out and, and feel the organization out. And, you know, now he's playing with confidence. He's done a great job, um, you know, battling again for a spot. And, and dealing with uh, the adversity that we had at the beginning of the season, and I think he's doing a great job for us now. I'm really, really glad that he's a part of our team.
0: You mentioned some of the young guys that we haven't seen. Um, if, if, you're, if we're just watching the league matches, I'm always kind of looking out for the guys that are just getting a couple of minutes now and getting their feet wet. And then maybe in a year, a year and a half, um, they'll start to, to make their mark in MLS. Uh, a couple of years ago, I was all about Suni Saad. And now you're starting to see him come into his own for Kansas city. So who are those guys that you're talking about on the fire that we may not see or hear much of this year, but down the road, um, they could, they could make a great impression on the league. Yeah,
2: we have, uh, three young midfielders that come to mind and the first one is Corbin Bone who's been in the league for a number of years now but um, I still think he has a lot of value to add to the team and um, then you have Victor Pineda who's one of our homegrown players who's fantastic talent um, been playing with the youth national teams and um, a a young kid that we drafted um, earlier this year Yazida Tuba is a very, very talented quick uh, outside midfielder and Um, a guy that that definitely could add, kind of like you were talking about with Billy Duca, um, add that uh, aggressive dynamic on the outside, able to beat guys and and create things out of nothing.
0: I was looking at the FIRE roster, and I noticed you guys only have four guys who are 30 or or over the age of 30, um, and nobody over the age of 31. You're one of those guys. I I feel like I I have to bring that up, and you probably don't want to hear that, but you are one of those guys. It's a young team. Right, Chris?
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's great. That's one of the the curses and the blessings. I mean, I think when we're going through hard times and we're dealing with struggles, I think because we are so young, we have a tendency to uh, dwell on that, and, and sometimes we get stuck with our heads down, um, but at the same time, then it gives us older guys an opportunity to help them through that, to to get them the experience and help them to become better and grow as players and people and... You know, um, when we get on these on these good runs, then you know now it's our role to you know keep everybody kind of even keel and and keep our eyes focused on the goal at the end of the season.
0: Thirty, to me, is still in the, in your prime, especially in in this day and age with with modern technology and things. Your prime isn't in your late twenties. I feel like you have a, a twenty five to to thirty four year old kind of prime. Do you still feel like one of the young guys on the team, even though you obviously are not? And and how are you feeling health wise these days?
2: Yeah, I feel great. This is uh, one of the seasons where I've actually felt the best um, throughout my career, and I'm moving well. Um, you know, after a slow start um, to the season, I think I, my fitness is back, and, and I'm getting uh, my quickness back and some explosiveness, and those are all traits that that obviously help me on the field and make me the player that I am.
0: You would think that, that the addition of Mike McGee would have cut into your minutes just because you, you, you're similar framed, you're you're kind of similar players as far as body type is concerned, but it's turned out that you guys have, have gelled really, really easily and quickly. What do you attribute that to?
2: I think uh, we, we both understand each other pretty well. Um, the way that we play is very similar, and um, a lot of the times, you know, We'll turn. We'll get a ball to our feet. We'll turn, and we already know where the other guys going, which makes it seamless at times. Um, and that's something we can. We're still going to uh, develop and get better at, but you'll see glimpses of it um, every game. So um, I think we're just yeah, very similar players, and we we understand where each other likes to get the ball and, and what our strengths are. Yeah,
0: and I like the fact that you know usually you like to pair a, a tall guy with a with a tricky kind of player um, as your forward. Tandem, but you guys, like you said, like I said, that you guys play similarly, and you're making it work for you. And I like that that you're kind of shattering that stereotype of you need you need a six foot three guy to to do hold up play as one of your forwards.
2: Yeah, and uh, surprisingly, since Mike has come, I think we've we've started scoring goals on crosses. Uh, we <laughs> scored a couple <laughs> headers, and Mike put one in off his chest one time, and um, you know so. I think we're boding well for the little guys in the league.
0: Totally. And, and, and you know, as a DC United fan, I have to ask you um, just to give us a little insight as to the, the vibe on, on that side of the pitch um, uh, at Toyota Park. Did, did, did you get any, like, a, like head hanging? I mean, you guys went at them quickly and put two up very, very quickly. Um, what's the vibe of that team like, as, as you saw it from the other side? Uh,
2: you know, it, it, it's tough. Um, with, with the changes that have been made, the players are missing from the lineup from D.C., and um, obviously travel is difficult. But, you know, when when you're having a season like they are and, and you, you, you let up two girl, two goals early on the road, um, it, it's really tough to come back. And, and I think that the players on D.C., you know, you guys really can still continue to fight, continue to play until the end of the game. Um, but I think it's just a situation now where, you know, you were missing some starters. You have some guys shuffling around the back. And um, it's just a, a tough situation on that day.
0: How's your Danish? Because I feel like that's a language that it's it's very hard to keep up on when you're not actually in Denmark.
2: Yeah, it's not good at all. It's terrible. <laughs> Was it ever any good? No. no.
0: <laughs> Did you ever get to the point where you could conduct an interview uh, in Danish?
2: No, not even close. <laughs> I could say good morning and <laughs> how you doing, and that's about it.
0: But, you know, a lot of people, you know, we always talk about if if you were still over there, what was the biggest adjustment when you got there? But I would imagine you're over there for, for over two years. What was the biggest adjustment for you coming back to the States from being
2: overseas? Uh, there really, honestly, there wasn't. Um, you know, the, the transition back was smooth. Um, obviously, coming back to the same club, the same yeah. city that I've been at, um, some familiar faces were still around, and um, I guess the, the most difficult thing was just uh, getting used to uh, Frank's coaching style, because Frank was obviously not here when I left, and um, getting to know the, the guys on the team and, and their style.
0: Well, let me ask you about the travel, because that's the thing that a lot of people point to as the biggest adjustment, especially for people coming from Europe uh, with the smaller, uh, the more condensed uh, cities and, and teams. Did you have to get readjusted to the long travel hauls for road trips in MLS?
2: Yeah, see, that didn't bother me at all since I played, you know, five years before in the league. So I was already prepared for that. And, um, I did, I love the travel in, in Denmark. Um, you know, most nights I'm sleeping in my bed. We rarely stayed in the hotel. So, um, that, that was, that was awesome. I loved it. But, um, you know, coming back and, and adjusting to that was, for me, not an issue at all.
0: And what's the one thing, food, television show, that when you talk to your friends here now, you say to yourselves, hey, you better you better enjoy what you have, because over there, you can't get this there.
2: <laughs> um, I, actually, I would say it's, it's your friends and family. Um, and, you know, just to kind of, maybe that's a different uh, answer to a, a different question, but um, friends and family are definitely the thing that I miss the most and um the things that I've cherished most since I've come back. Um and then other than that it's just it's just your local food, you know. Um my my pizza joints back in Kettering, Ohio are the places that I miss the most, you know. So
0: You put pull, you pulling the heartstrings, Chris. I like that. You you did a nice little all moment. All the girls listening are like, Oh my gosh, look at Chris. <laughs> So uh, before I let you go, you brought up Ohio. We're having an all-Ohio edition of Pitch Pass this week, although no members of the crew, which is kind of weird. Uh, we, got, we got Nagby coming on next, so you're kind of southern Ohio. He's northern Ohio. Any messages we want to send up uh, to Cleveland?
2: You, well, yeah, I mean, Cleveland, we don't even consider that Ohio <laughs> where I'm from. So um, Now, what do you consider it? Canada? It, 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 it might as well just kind of fall off into the lake <laughs> and just kind of stay up there. But no, look, Dar- I love Darlington Nagby. I think this guy's a great player. I've watched him since he was in college, and Um, He's one guy that I really respect, and I'm I'm glad he's having a great year because he's he's very talented.
0: I saw somebody on Twitter not too long ago, kind of do an imaginary "What if the states did a like a kind of uh, they broke off and try to play each other?" And uh, one of the underrated states was Ohio. You could put together a strong starting eleven for a for an All United States versus States kind of uh, tournament. You could put together a nice lineup.
2: Yeah, I'm sure we could. You know, there's a lot of players coming out of there, and we're actually broken up in Ohio South and Ohio North for ODP. And um, you know, I think we we have some talent from there.
0: Yeah, it sounds like you don't want to play with Ohio North. That's what I, that's the vibe I'm getting, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Rolf, thank you very much. Uh, congratulations again on your Player of the Week and best of luck the rest of the season, my friend. Thanks a lot. Oh, now that, that was very, very interesting. Chris Roth of Chicago Fire, um, with some strong words about Ohio North, which we will now address with. Darlington Nagby, of the Portland Timbers, by way of Akron, by way of Cleveland. Darlington, I, I have to tell you, we just had Chris Rolfe on, who is a Ohio native like yourself, mm-hmm. and uh, I asked him if he had any messages for, for guys in Northern Ohio, since he's from the south part of Ohio, and he said he doesn't even really consider Northern Ohio and Cleveland part of Ohio. Your response, Darlington?
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's fine. You know, Northern Ohio and Cleveland, we do our little own thing, and we all... Uh northern ohio that's uh part of ohio so that's fine that he said that
0: that is so there's there's no response you're not going to send another shot across right across the bell back to south ohio
1: no no i all good <laughs> i love ohio players so i all good um
0: i don't know what to what to congratulate you on first I, you know what where i'll start happy belated birthday darlington thank you how did you spend your day
1: uh we we're in philly so i spent it with some of the guys we just uh Walked around Philly and got some t-shirts made. And then I uh, had a little ice cream and I was about to come that game the next day.
0: That's my hometown, Darlington. So um, first, when I, I'm chuckling a little bit because you said you got some t-shirts made. That sounds like a, a seven-year-old's birthday
1: party. Yeah, you know, uh Kyle, 19, is real prankster. So he just uh, took a picture of me and then had some t-shirts made. And uh, he wore it around at pregame meal.
0: What, what is the t-shirt?
1: Like, what 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 did you get made? Uh, just a picture of me smiling. And then uh, he just <laughs> put uh, my name on there. And then they wore it around at pregame meal. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that sounds like a, a fantastic birthday ice cream cake. It sounds like a, you did a whole nice little uh, a seven year old birthday party. It was fun.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: um, and then uh, I assume you came home and celebrated with your wife because uh, you she was tweeting about about celebrating with you. What what did she have planned for you? Nice dinner, maybe?
1: Yeah, we just I uh, got home and then from the airport and then we just went and had dinner just the both of us and that was my just a little low key, nothing too crazy.
0: And then, which leads right to the second congratulations, um, which you guys announced about a month ago, and that is you are expecting your first child. So, congratulations for that. Uh, Thank you. Thanks a lot. I appreciate it. How nervous are you?
1: Uh, A lot, you know. uh, Just about being the the child being healthy. That's my biggest concern. I don't really care whether it's a boy or a girl, but I'm excited about it
0: when uh when I was checking your Twitter feed, I saw that um that she had had tweeted a picture of you where you were doing research what what sort of research are you doing as it pertains to the baby uh, <laughs>
1: just uh, uh some books and stuff uh strollers cribs and all that stuff safety tips just uh, normal things
0: you're taking this like this is this is totally legit serious you know you've got months and months to prepare right
1: yeah I know but I just want to I want to be ready for everything when the best happens, so nothing wrong with getting ready in advance. No,
0: nothing at all. Nothing at all. Um, And now, how far along is she? Like, what, I should say, when is her due date?
1: Uh, January 3rd. Oh, perfect. New Year's baby. Yep, exactly.
0: Now, will you be sharing the sex of the baby with the family, or are you going to keep all that to yourself, or are you not even going to find out?
1: Yeah, we're definitely going to find out and share it with the family. Uh, we can't wait to find out, so it's exciting, you know. Uh, different stuff in our
0: lives totally totally may i suggest uh a way to to reveal to your family yes you find out you get it put in an envelope then you have a party invite everybody over and then you open it up and reveal the sex of the baby at the party and then everybody hangs
1: out and parties yeah that sounds cool everything well, like something like that
0: just just something to keep in mind you don't have to use it but if you do just make sure you credit mm-hmm. your friend greg roach from pitch pass <laughs> okay <laughs> all right so i want to ask you about some stuff on the pitch um you know, uh, to me, it feels like this is the year that you have blossomed into the guy, um, not just on on the Timbers, but in the league. I read a couple articles uh, where you're commenting on on the extra attention that you're receiving. Uh, what is it about Caleb Porter that has brought out this version of Darlington Nagby? You
1: no, know, it's just me being comfortable with him. You know, I was with him for the three and a half years at acting, so I know he likes and and he wants him to play and what he wants from his players, so... I'm just so comfortable with him, and uh, he recruited me at Akron for a reason because he wanted me to play a certain style, and he just let me play the way that he knows I can play. that I can get the best out of me.
0: Did the fact that he did recruit you to Akron help once he came in to Portland, and not in the fact that that you know him? But you know, a lot of times in the professional ranks, the coach just inherits whoever is on the roster. But this is a guy who who went after you um, in a in a in a collegiate sense, and so. You knew that he wanted you for Akron and obviously now for Portland. How much did that help?
1: It helps a lot. You know, I feel like uh, whatever situation it is, whether it's in the soccer or just in regular life, if you have someone that believes in you, you know, so it gives you it always gives you extra bit of confidence and a boost to make you feel more comfortable and go out there and do it. You know how to do. It's
0: weird that one of the knocks on you, and it, it was kind of. Uh, hit on in in your MLS 360 feature was that you were you were too nice, which is kind of a, a weird thing to say. That, hey man, he's too nice, but you know I think that it came out in the okay. Well he doesn't he doesn't go and grab the game by the scruff of the neck, which it seems like you're doing more of. Um, did it take some sort of a conversation with with Caleb or or was it just you thinking to how, how do you how do you get over the too nice stigma? Is my question. Uh
1: I don't know I don't know if I've changed. Uh, I feel like I'm still the nice guy that I was last year, but I just feel uh have some guys this year that, are, that make, help make the team a lot better and start third year as a team together, so the chemistry of all the guys is right, and the, the new guys that were brought in that helped the team also, so just uh, me complimenting them and then complimenting me and the team also, so it's been good.
0: Do you feel like Caleb's, I, I know I know you're comfortable working with Caleb, but do you feel like Caleb's yeah. system is more conducive to your style of play?
1: Uh, yeah, I think so. He likes to be patient and feel impatient on the ball, which I feel like I am. And he likes to keep the ball also, which I feel like I do pretty well. So I feel like uh, him being here in his system has uh, helped me a lot in the team.
0: When you see, because your next match is actually going to be happening on Wednesday against Norwich City and a friendly, when you see these friendlies pop up, um, walk me through the stages that you go through. Are you excited to see it on the schedule? Um, and then is a situation where uh, Saturday after you're sitting in Philly after a tough match, thinking about a long cross-country flight, do you go, oh, man, we got to play a match that doesn't really matter on Wednesday? And then does it turn into in the locker room like, oh, wait, we're playing an EPL team. This is going to be exciting. Is that kind of the stages of how you look at this match?
1: Yeah, exactly. You know, after a tough game, you're like, oh, you know, a friendly game on Wednesday. But then you look at it and you're like, it's an EPL team and they've played against some of the best players. And you try to compare yourself, you know, and see what other best players did against them. So it's just a fun game. You know, you get to play against a, a top league team and one of the best leagues. So I feel like it's fun for all the guys. and It's a good, uh, good way to test ourselves.
0: Are you friends with Kai Kamara? And if you are, would you, is this a situation where you ask him about a couple of players on the team?
1: Uh, I haven't I haven't asked him about the couple of players on the team. Uh, we, we've seen each other a couple of times and we've talked, about we're not best of friends or anything. Uh, but yeah, uh, if we if were friends, this is a situation I'll ask them about.
0: Is this a situation where you will, I don't want to say show off, but is this a situation where you do think to yourself, okay, well, you know what? Defensive responsibilities aren't as vital as they are in a league match or an Open Cup mm-hmm. match. And so, you know, I, I kind of want let to let a little of my showmanship skills come
1: out. Uh, yeah, I think so. But at the same time, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to lose a game, even though it's a friendly and I know coaches, uh, real big on winning. So you you also want to, you're going to feel free and not, uh, as tense as you would for a league game or open cup game. But at the same time, you want to, you want to win and perform well.
0: What were some of your favorite teams growing up?
1: Uh, Arsenal, with Thierry Henry, uh, Juventus, when Zidane was on there and David and, uh, Barcelona. When you play Red
0: Bulls, do you go for the jersey swap?
1: Uh, i actually, I actually did my rookie year, and I got it, so that was pretty cool. So you uh, got it playing playing against a guy that you've been watching, you know, your whole life, and then uh, getting this jersey, so that was fun. It was a good experience.
0: Now, do you have to call dibs like before the match and go, "Hey, listen, just so everybody knows after the match, I'm I'm going for Henri's jersey, so please, no one else go to him."
1: No, uh, no, it wasn't like that. I think it was. Uh, I remember the play actually. I got fouled down the near. Uh, just picked me up, and I just kind of like uh, <laughs> held my jersey, and I was like, after the game, he was just like, yeah, sure.
0: That's all you have to say? So, in the middle of the game, he helps you up, and you just go, hey, after the match, jerseys, don't forget.
1: Uh, yeah, it was pretty much... He was, he was real cool about it, and uh, I think he got a red card also, so he came back <laughs> out the tunnel and gave me his jersey. That's that was nice. Cool. He's
0: a man of his word. He came out, he came back out onto the pitch to give you the jersey that he promised you. Yeah, he did. I bring that up because... My team uh, growing up and, and still is, is Ajax. And so when mm-hmm. I first saw your, your, your Rose City jerseys, I, I was just in heaven because it's, just a, it's a gorgeous looking jersey and it, it looks a lot mm-hmm. like Ajax when, when you play. You guys have three really top-notch jerseys. Which one of the three is your favorite? The old school throwback, the, the traditional Timbers green, or the, uh, the Rose City edition? Uh,
1: I like the Rose City edition. I just like the Raptors. good on the team. It and a does. lot of teams don't wear red, so I feel like it looks good on the guys, too.
0: And, the, and the, the red stripe, I think, is what makes it pop. And that's why I think it reminds me of Ajax. You don't see that that just stripe with the white sleeves very often.
1: Yeah, me too. When I first saw that, that's exactly what I, thought about. I was like, wow, these look like the, the Ajax jerseys. I feel like all the guys like them, you know, and the retro ones and the green ones. Which we wear the most. Uh, they're all great jerseys. Yeah, so I prefer the red.
0: You guys, you guys have you specifically and the rest of the team. You've lucked out with the team that you're on because it's just three top notch, fantastic jerseys. And I don't know if you've looked at at old MLS pictures. It could have been a lot worse, and you could have ended up with 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 crappy, say Kansas City Wizards jerseys. No offense to the Wizards fans.
1: <laughs> yeah, I've seen i I've seen a couple of them. I can't remember which one, but it was like uh, I had a bunch of rainbow colors and the straps along. It was. It was it was pretty bad back then, but I feel like a lot of jerseys now are good.
0: It's pretty eye-catching. That's that, be a nice way to say it, Darlington. They were eye-catching jerseys back then. Yeah, they were. <laughs> so, I mean, look, before I let you go, I, I got to ask you the obligatory question, and that is, because every time I, I hear something about you, it's, well, he needs to do this for his American citizenship, he needs to do this, and it's, it's always differing opinions. Um, where are you at in that process, and if you are, um, or, or even if you've started that process?
1: Yeah, as far the process is gonna take uh another couple of years, another two or three years, Just uh I got married to my wife mm-hmm. about uh, year, uh, six months ago, so another two or three years before I can get my citizenship and then and go from there. And so it, I'm not too sure how long the process will be with everything, though.
0: But you, I don't know if we're breaking news here, but do you you have every intention to go through that process and see it to the end and then make yourself available?
1: Yeah, definitely. You know, if, uh, if I'm good enough my the time then uh, the team wants me to play, definitely would.
0: Would you going overseas disrupt that at all? Or is it because you're married to an American that process goes on no matter where you are living?
1: Uh I'm not too sure about that either, but I haven't really thought about overseas too much right now. Uh just been focusing on the timber, so I'm not too sure about
0: that. How awesome is it going to be for your kid that they will not have to worry about this and have to answer this question to anybody?
1: Uh, yeah, about citizenship, yeah, definitely. So that would be good, you know, they'll be born in America and they'll be Americans and everyone will know that. So there won't be mystery quest- questions about where they're from and all that so that'll be good
0: <laughs> well congratulations on the birth the upcoming birth it's, it's it's a very exciting time make sure you treasure it and if I could give you one word of advice Darlington get as much sleep as you possibly can right now <laughs> that's
1: what <everyone's laughs> to tell me I bet did For show information, go to pitchpass.com.